Hi, this is Liz and welcome back to my podcast. So today I thought I'd talk to you a little bit about crystals and naming my favourite five, which I probably changed my mind halfway through, but I've got five in front of me to keep me focused and on track. I was first introduced to crystals by Janet, my mentor, who I told you about in the About Me. And whenever you went for a session with her, she had a gorgeous little glass tray that she had full of tumble stones and there were a few other pieces dotted about and she'd say to you which one is calling to you which one do you want to work with so pick one up pop it in your hand and that would be yours throughout the treatment you'd give her it back at the end and it was through her that I got to really starting to use them understand them work with them they'd just been like pretty little ornaments to me before then shouldn't say that should I ornaments honestly really so here we go my favorite five at the moment and this could change tomorrow I'm just saying because I am a little bit obsessed with them but I would say my ultimate favorite never changes and that's clear quartz and that's the master healer because it vibrates at a higher energy Clear quartz helps to clear your mind, your body and your spirit of any clutter and it helps align you with your higher self. So it helps you to live with your highest potential. Think of how clear it is. It's like ice. That's what quartz means, I believe, in Latin. And it will help you to clear your mind. Ooh, I love it. It's a generator or an amplifier as well. So it means if you place it with other crystals, it will enhance their power too. I love it for meditation and I have got several pieces and last week I just treated myself to an amazing piece. It's a three point piece and it's the clearest piece I've got and I just saw it and thought "Ooh, I've got to have you and I'll I'll pop a picture on my Instagram so you can have a look at it. I'll put all of them on actually and then you can see what I'm talking about if you didn't know. Okay number two Apoflite. So this is the chilled, relaxed dude in the corner. (laughs) He really has got a lovely vibe. I got my first piece traveling around India and it's quite a hefty chunk and poor Kev had to carry it in his backpack and it is heavy. It didn't go down too well through security, let me tell you, in the airports. Anyway, like I said, it's a really calming stone and it just reminds you calm and breathe. It's quite a high water content, so it has that lovely floaty type feeling, I think. It's a really good stone to settle your nerves and it just instills calm, really. I have a couple of big pieces, the one aforementioned. I have that in my lounge and in my dining room I've got a big chunk as well and I've got a little piece on my little meditation altar and I always have a couple of big pieces on the entrance to the shop. It's just oh it's just sparkly and gorgeous and scrumptious if you can say that about crystals. I can and I did. Next who we got here? Oh rainbow moonstone. This was my first ever set of gemstone jewellery and I bought it from a Tibetan market in Goa. It's lovely. It just shouted out to me across the market. Rainbow Moonstone has a beautiful, it's like a milky white, and then as you move it, it's got this beautiful blue that flashes through it, and it's the stone of new beginnings, so there's nothing more perfect on your honeymoon, right? 
The stone will always call you like that did for me. It connects you with the energy of the divine feminine and it helps you unlock the energy of the moon that resides within you and helps you to become more in tune with yourself and with your intuition. Who's next? Citrine. I love citrine. I just love the beautiful yellowy colour. It's such a positive stone. It's like bringing sunshine into your life. I heard someone once call it vitamin C for the soul. I love that. I'd forgotten about that. It's just popped back in my head. Citrine is known as the merchant stone because it's the stone of abundance. And who doesn't need some abundance? But remember, abundance isn't just money. It's health, it's love, it's confidence, it's wealth and the like. You can put it with another crystal to enhance the abundance. So, for example, you could put it with, let's say, a piece of rose quartz and that would be to attract love, abundance of love. Or you could put it with carnelian and carnelian is a really good stone of confidence. So that would help to instill more confidence. Citrine also opens you up to new possibilities. Who's next? Who's next? Oh, Labradorite or Labradorite, depending on how you want to say it. I don't think there's a right or a wrong way. It comes from the Labrador region of Canada, so maybe it should be Labradorite. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So this guy is really flashy. He has the most amazing flashes of colour. So they can be from cobalt blues to greens, oranges or purple. It's just stunning. This piece I've got here is blue and I think I love blue the best. I've got it in jewellery and I think that's all blue to be honest. The Inuit folk story says that Labradorite fell from the frozen fire of the Aurora Borealis. Isn't that cool? So imagine how you see in the images, or if you've been lucky to see it, I haven't as yet. It, it literally is that in a stone. And it just looks, ah, oh, it's just amazing. It truly is a magical crystal. And I think that's why it's used by shamans, diviners, healers, seekers of knowledge and spiritual guidance and your psychic ability too. I also see it as a great protective stone. So imagine those beautiful flashes as a shield around you, around your energetic body, protecting and deflecting anything that comes your way. That's my top five. I've had to put a piece of each in front of me to keep me on track because, oh, I can waffle, <laughs> especially about crystals. So you can use crystals however you want, really. And, and size doesn't matter. It really doesn't. I love to have clear quartz next to me when I meditate and lately I've been wearing it. It's only a teeny tiny piece that a teacher gave to me many moons ago and I've just threaded it on a necklace again and I'm just enjoying wearing it. I have a big piece of clear quartz in the lounge um, but with the Labradorite and the Moonstone I tend to wear them as jewellery although I do have a citrine geode winking at me here in the lounge as well as the, the chunk of Apoflite that poor Kev carried around. <laughs> so you can wear them. You can, I tell you what's a really good way, and this is what I always started, and Janet and I used to, when she first told me, I thought she was barking mad. I did think she was mad, and so now I know how people see me, <laughs> that mad nutter with the crystals. But when she gave me pieces to take home, to work with, to carry with, and I didn't particularly wear jewellery then, which nobody would believe now when you see the amount of jewellery I wear. 
but she used to say, pop it in your bra. So I used to be like Xena warrior princess. I kid you not. I had pieces. My bra was full. It literally was full. And I forget. And so when I got undressed on a night, there'd be this almighty crash <laughs> as all these crystals just go flying across the floor. Honestly. But yeah, so you can wear them. You can put them in your pocket. You can put them next to your bed. You can put them next to you when you watch TV on a night. You can put them under your pillow. It doesn't really matter. The right stone always calls to you in whatever form. And as long as it's near you, then it's within your energetic field. And that's how crystals work because they're energy and we're energy. I'm always asked about cleansing them too. So there's several ways to do it. And there's no hard and fast rules apart from, I would say, your softer stones like malachite, uh, calcite, fluorite, selenite. I wouldn't put those in water, but then again, I wouldn't leave any crystal in, in water for a great length of time. But water is a really good way for cleansing them. So apart from the ones above, and use your common sense, if something looks a little bit fragile or delicate, then don't use water. But you could cleanse them in the sea or in a river. Just to, just make sure that you have them in a net or you'll be sat crying on a beach like me who lost her favourite crystal in the sea and sat bawling. <laughs> they were so gutted. So put them in a little net or something if you're going to do that. But you could do it in a river, you could do it in a stream or you could just do it in the sink at home. You could put a little pinch of Himalayan salt in. That's a really nice cleanser. I like that too um, because you've got all those minerals. So that can be helpful. You could use sound like um, a tingshaw, those are the little bells that tink together. I haven't got mine close to hand, that was silly, or I could have done that, but they're, they're a really cute sound. Singing bowl, they're really good too. Basically, everything vibrates with energy, so a few short, sharp blasts, ooh, that's a hard one to say, a few short, sharp blasts of sound can push through any sound so you could even do <laughs> clapping that would work it doesn't have to be anything fancy you can also use um smudging sage or palo santo are best in my opinion so sage you'll see in the bundles they have little bits of string around them or palo santo comes from the tree and you'll see a little stick that you can uh, both of them you burn obviously to create the smoke so just waft the smoke around the crystals. I like to do two times anti-clockwise to release any negativity, getting rid of that type of language. And then I do it once around clockwise. So bringing in the intention of positivity or what you want to work with. You can place them in the moonlight. Last night was a full moon. So I place them either outside or on the windowsill, depending on who or what it is. Um, and then that absorbs the energy of the full moon. You can also boost them with sunlight, but don't leave dark stones in the sun for too long because they will fade. I have done that as well, um, which I was quite upset about. A lovely piece of amethyst, which in Spain, it was only a couple of days, but because the sun's so strong there, it was just faded. Well, I think I've probably crystalled you out at this point. There are hundreds of crystals and I could have named so many more, but at the moment, these are my favourites and these are the ones that tend to be with me the most. Thank you so much for joining me. 
If you've got any questions, any comments or anything you'd like to talk to me about, you can contact me on Instagram, spiritually underscore speaking underscore 222 or on Facebook, spiritually speaking 222. I hope that gives you a little bit of information about my favourite crystals. I'll probably be doing more about crystals later on um, because, as I say, I am obsessed with them. I do sell them. I work with them daily and I've worked with them for over 30 years now in one way or another. So they are quite an important part of my life and I never go anywhere without them, whether I be wearing them or have them in my pocket, they're always in my handbag. They're everywhere basically in this house, in the garden, you name it. If it belongs to me, you'll find a crystal attached to it or in it. <laughs> Thanks again for joining me and I'll be back next week with more Spiritually Speaking with Liz. Bye.